What's up guys, how you doing? I'm Paul. I'm Morgan. In today's video, why we're struggling with worship music. We decided on this topic not too long ago. We were thinking through topics. <laughs> oh, we got Joe Rogan, they're trying to cancel him over on Spotify. We got Whoopi Goldberg making crazy, inappropriate comments and getting suspended from The View. Interesting, but as I was sitting here, like, which one do I go with? It just, they, I was wanting something that I connected with a little more. Mm -hmm. And then guess what pops in my head a little later on in the day? This, this. topic. This topic. And Morgan, why is this, why, why is this a timely topic for us to talk about? Well, it's literally something that we've been talking about yesterday in the past week or so. Um, so it's very fresh on our minds. It's something that I've been trying to work through and process for months now. I mean, you're a worshiper. Like you, you yeah. are a worshiper yes. at heart, a worship leader. Yes. <laughs> and so it's something that I've felt very confused about and just like, I don't know how to go about this. I don't know what is best and yeah so it's it's a challenging thing and we are going to share some some meat and potatoes like what's going on in our thinking process some places where we've arrived but a lot of this is just a genuine and i hope you guys see this it's a genuine us trying to figure this out with the lord with the body of christ and yeah navigating this it's very much we're kind of in the middle of this journey mm -hmm. but we thought this is something that we've been talking about it's close to our heart so probably is going to be close to some of our P&M fams as well. And Morgan actually sent a text message to someone that we respect in the Lord to get her insight on it yesterday. So we'll kind of share what she had to say as well. Yes, but before we get into that, make sure you subscribe to this channel if you haven't. Uh, we make videos on culture and social issues from a Christian perspective to help you have hope. Say it with me and be free. We're going to have to add like, and church. I was thinking that. I was thinking that because we've been talking a lot about church related topics. Yeah. So anyway. Culture. We'll see. Social issues in church. In church. <laughs> That's true. All right. Morgan. All right. I'm taking this away, Buster. Yes, please. <laughs> all right. So like we said, this is just where we're at. All right. We're just being very real and raw with you. We're in the middle of processing this. So, I already said that. Yeah. So we're just looking at you guys for some help too, you know, and your thoughts and opinions yep. to continue to help us form ours. So please comment below for those watching the playback of this video. Let us know. I'm curious to be looking through those and then we'll see what the live chat has to say as well. Yeah. Um, Baby Ollie is coming, you know? I got a few months still. <laughs> Eight, to be exact. But um, I am... What happened? We're good. Squishy's, We're good. Sorry. Squishy's getting close to the chords. I'm desiring to... like. I want worship music to be playing throughout the house. It used to play a lot throughout our house. I'd have it on just like on a YouTube playlist and just go. For hours and hours sometimes. And like it was just really nice. I really liked that. And I would like that during this pregnancy that like baby is already like hearing worship to the father. And, and our little baby Ollie can worship the Lord in my belly. Right. <laughs> what was it? Uh, John the Baptist leapt yeah. inside of his mother's belly yeah, when Mary came in. We want the baby leaping. 
to worship music. Yes. And, you know, it's just also a very big part of who I am as a person, as a woman and daughter of the king. I am a worshiper. I'm a worship leader. I led worship for four and a half years at our old church and, you know, have led it a lot of things. And this past year, though, like I've really, it's been on the lesser side of me leading worship. And that's totally fine. I feel very much at peace about that. Like, I trust that I will get back into music at God's perfect timing. Um, And I'm just letting him lead me in that. But I, yeah. So, anywho, I want worship music to be a part of my life again on a regular basis and my baby's life. So, I'm conflicted, though. You're conflicted. I got conflictions. When you say this, this kind of arriving or not even arrived but the place we're at now has been a process of probably about a year yes about a year long yes yeah i rarely have listened to worship music for probably like the past six to eight ish months can i just say uh, probably about a year ago guys we were like listening to so much worse worship music we would throw on Maverick City and just listen to Maverick City on YouTube, play song, song, song. Yeah. And then Upper Room would be playing so much. Mm-hmm. Bethel. Uh, Bethel would oh. be on. So we would just be, we were we were all about it. Yeah. And so this is kind of a big thing to say, like Morgan just said, probably over the last six months, we have not listened to or worshipped with that. I mean, it's been far less. And I'm not saying that is a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, no, it's it's honestly it makes me kind of sad because of how big of a part of my life it is our life kind of a a shift that we've had and and yeah we're trying to figure out this place because worship man you see throughout scripture it's a powerful thing it's a thing that um it's just get giving praise to the lord for how worthy he is is a very special thing and i think should be a part of a, a believer's life now to the extent of it um is something that yeah, there's basically been like three songs that I've listened to on repeat for months now. If I'm going to like listen to a worship song and then at our church, you know, when they sing. Um, and so I'm just like, God, like, I don't want this to be the case. But Lord, like, how do I go about this? Because there's a lot of crappy worship music out there oh i'm gonna just say it she said the word crappy i said it crappy pappy and i feel like i have just like re-listened to a lot of the songs that paul and i used to listen to and like i don't know i guess i'm just in a different place now but like they don't minister to me anymore and i actually feel somewhat like like, my spirit doesn't feel right listening to these songs anymore. And so, I'm like, okay, I got to cut all these songs out. Let, for now the, what? For those who hear that and they're just kind of like, I, I don't really understand. She, at one point, really loved worshiping to these songs. And now she's struggling worshiping to them. Mm-hmm. She's cutting them out even. What are a few, and I, I've made a few notes. What are a few reasons, perhaps? Mm-hmm. And we can get, I, I feel okay in this discussion, maybe getting somewhat specific. I don't, th- I, we're just yeah. sharing the road that we're on. Mm-hmm. So getting specific, maybe with certain worship collectives or whatever, if we've maybe seen stuff that has been a little hard for us to, yeah. to stomach or whatnot, you can, let's just use our discernment there. Yeah. But yeah. What are maybe certain things that would cause you from a year ago 
to really like a worship collective and maybe certain worship songs and now being more hesitant? Yeah, I think one is, you know, Paul and I left the hyper-charismatic movement, as you all know, and now we're just figuring some things out and, you know, in a different place with our walks with the Lord. And, you know, a lot of those songs that we used to listen to come from very hyper-charismatic churches, um, like Bethel, like Upper Room, like whatever. And I'm like, not that, and please like, don't misunderstand me. I don't think that every song that comes from Bethel is horrendous and you shouldn't listen to it. And we know there it's are f- probably going to be YouTubers. Um, and someone actually messaged me on Instagram and said, I'm so pumped you're talking about this. Have you listened to Spencer Smith tackle some of these worship related topics? <laughs> <coughs> he would be someone who, I'm not trying to speak for him, but he he's a he is a he's very cynical of yeah. popular worship music. So he might say they are sinful, or you every everything listen. coming out of Bethel, write it off. Don't listen to any of it. Everything coming out of these other places, do not even touch that. Yeah, we're not there, but we are. We've gotten more cautious to yeah. the point where yeah, we're not turning it on in our house near as frequently. Right, and. Yeah, it's just because we've done more of a deep dive into certain churches and the movements and the things that they believe and the things that they're preaching and teaching, we're like, wait, we do not agree with this. And like, in our opinions, a lot of this stuff is not biblical. So why then would we like worship to the songs that they're putting out when we know that they carry these very unbiblical beliefs? Like, I don't know. It's... It's strange because, you know, there are some songs, a lot of songs that come out of Bethel or wherever and they're solid. Like they don't go against the word of God and a lot of them are like straight scripture sometimes or, you know, whatever. So it's like, it just, I think really just depends on how your spirit feels. And so right now my spirit just does not feel good about listening to this stuff and anything that is done. And I'm sorry, I, I didn't quite hear what you said. You mentioned so, certain things being unbiblical. Yeah, like the teachings at Bethel. There are some teachings at Bethel. Oh, so you're, Bethel you're dropping that. that right here, right now? Yes. Saying that the teachings. We've are... talked about this before, <laughs> you people. <laughs> but uh, so you're, you're, and I'm not trying to get off on a rabbit trail, but like you're right here saying confidently you feel like teachings at Bethel you're just gonna drop that and then move right along because there are people on the chat right now that are very encouraged by Bethel's teachings yes we're moving on Stephen Furtick for example (laughs) all I'm saying guys is that can be unpacked a lot more we have reservations about some of the stuff we see coming out of Bethel yeah, but there's I also didn't say everything that they're teaching is unbiblical. Okay, I, I didn't really hear. I was focused on the iPad. I know iPad. you are, Buster. <laughs> I think there is good stuff coming out of Bethel, but there's stuff that we um, don't really love as well, and we're trying to navigate that as well. <clears throat> but anyway. Thank you. I'll get back to my talk now. That was a big statement. <laughs> the teachings at Bethel. Some of the people on the chat I are going to love that. I didn't say all. I didn't say all teachings. All right, people, calm it down. Our biggest, deep breath. our biggest grievance, our concern with Bethel, just in a nutshell, is we feel like they are kind of getting too off in the weeds. Yes. And they, uh, we would encourage them to bring it back. Unbiblical teachings. Some of you are like, yes, a hundred percent. I just want to, since this isn't a Bethel 
specific video. I don't want to get too All right, well, I'm just, again, just sharing where I'm at. So these are the thoughts that are running through my head for myself. You have to do your own research. You have to have your own convictions. If you feel like they're super (laughs) biblical, go for it, sister or brother. Um, Stephen Furtick, Elevation Worship. You know, Stephen Furtick is, in my opinion, here I go again. Oh, no. Oh, no. Known as... Much more a motivational speaker. <laughs> this is just great. What? <laughs> I gotta blow my nose. I'm sorry. This is much more a... He is much more a motivational speaker, in my opinion, than a biblical, theologically accurate teacher. I, I have concerns with Stephen Furtick. I agree with you. I feel like... And he is co-writer on, <clears throat> if not every Elevation song. Not every song. Okay, a lot. <laughs> Those of you, and I, I know, for instance, my parents are big fans of Elevation Worship. There is, if you listen to maybe just 10 of their songs, there's going to be good stuff in those songs. And Stephen Furtick, there's going to be good stuff with him, but I agree. I When I look at Stephen Furtick from the limited knowledge I have of him, very motivational, very you-focused, you, the best you, and it's just like, eh, so even if you're loving these songs, it is, I think it's relevant to say who is writing the songs. Oh, it's coming from Pastor Furtick, who yeah. we see we see his... Shaky in his theology and doctrine. Um, yeah, so these are just some of the things that I've been processing as I try to find worship songs that I can add to a playlist and feel safe and confident in playing throughout the house. And can I add one thing that, um, to tack on to one or two things that Morgan has mentioned that has made it more of a struggle for me. And I'm curious to hear your all's thoughts on this. You have these, maybe take Maverick city, Let's use Maverick City as an example. They're a, co- a worship collective, maybe five, ten core members, and then some of other kind of individuals pop in and out. Yeah. It's hard for me, and I want to say this caveat of we're all humans and we're going to make mistakes. I don't want to be this hyper judgmental Christian. Nevertheless, I'm just being real. It's hard for me. Hi, this is Steve Martin. In my new book, Retaliation of the Cursed, I show how the early Hindu gods were based on actual historical people and how their myths had a common origin with other myths from all over the world and how they even worshipped the biblical Abraham and still worshipped the early Akkadian emperor Niram Sin. Yet today, they don't know that these early deities were really mortal men. Don't miss this opportunity to connect with them through a deeper understanding of their religion's early connection to your own religion. Find my book at retaliationofthecursed.com or many online bookstores. That is Retaliation of the See, in, in this 2022 age culture where everyone's sharing so much online, I see maybe them posting, this was a while ago, but a couple of the band members from Maverick City were posting stuff about BLM, and we don't need to get super into that, but I, I saw that and I was like, ugh, <laughs> I don't love this. And so to just ignore that, and just keep their music on all the time is hard for me. Some of you are going to say, well, don't worry about the people. Is the song biblical? I get that side of it. Nevertheless, it's just harder for me personally to stomach. And maybe like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, our parents' generations, it would have been similar, but 
all these people's lives are not out there for everyone to see. We're not seeing Chandler Moore posting what I would consider an improper or immodest photo of him and his wife on their wedding day. We're not seeing that because that wasn't happening back 30 years ago. Now everybody's posting everything, but I also do think, and we were talking about this a bit ago, that there seems to be a little bit of a much more almost relaxed or even reckless recognition that these are leaders Mm -hmm. in the Christian faith, Mm -hmm. and yet it's like they kind of treat their platform as whatever. I can do whatever. You get take it or leave it. Yeah. This is me. Take it or leave it. Don't judge me. Don't you judge me. This is how I'm choosing to live. And yeah, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe our parents' generation, they were just a little bit more careful of the mantle that they had. Yeah. Or we just didn't see how they would carry that mantle <laughs> so publicly because social media did not exist. I think social media, Instagram, all of this stuff adds just another intense level of pressure in a way but even more than that just responsibility of what it is to have a platform to be well known to be famous to be whatever in any type of group whether it's hollywood or the worship community the christian yeah contemporary christian music whatever um yeah i think like I don't know, Paul, yeah, we were talking about that earlier, just, like, from the start, Paul and I, like, kind of, as our platform started growing and our Instagrams and YouTube and whatnot, like, we very quickly realized this is a big deal, like, there are a lot of eyeballs watching us and what we're doing, and we haven't done things perfectly, and we've posted stupid things on Instagram. And, and I would hope that you guys watching us could maybe say, oh, Paul and Morgan in their last video said something that wasn't, I don't totally agree with. I would hope you could still recognize us as followers of Christ and that we have some good insight that you can relate to or take away from. I realize that with, again, going back to Maverick City, we don't need to agree on everything for me to turn on their song and listen to Chandler Moore leading the worship and one of the girls that sings a lot and really worshiping the Lord and and having the spirit of worship. I don't need it to be we're 100%. We won't be 100% in agreement on everything. But Nevertheless, when is it appropriate to say this person is broadcasting an image of themselves that I just really am not loving or not comfortable with? Mm -hmm. My spirit is not really connecting with. I'm going to stop listening and worshiping to their music that they sing or that they've written. Yeah, and I think that that's a personal conviction that you will have to decide. We will have to decide of like, Lord, like, I don't feel comfortable letting this person lead me in worship to you, God. And, like, like I don't feel right about it. And so I just, I'm not going to listen to this music. Or, Lord, I don't feel comfortable having these people speak into my life anymore or hearing their opinions or thoughts on things because I just don't, I've, I'm concerned about them or whatever. So I'm going to pull back and not watch their videos anymore. Whatever. It, it um, kind of stinks. And I want to hear what your friend said. But it just, it's like, I almost just want to go back to a year ago when I didn't research these people, I wasn't following them on Instagram and I wasn't as concerned. I'm just being real. I wasn't as concerned about doctrine a year ago. I was in a hyper charismatic 
place, movement, church, and I was just rolling with it, and I was loving life. And a year later, I've decided to start taking (laughs) this stuff a little more seriously, testing more stuff with the Word of God, being a little bit more cautious and even skeptical in some ways. And I could see some of you looking at me and like, I think Paul and Morgan have gotten too on that side, too skeptical, too judgmental, as you said, someone commented earlier. We're working through this for a a healthy, godly, central balance. Yeah, and I hope that you can see like just us being real and raw with you all, like, we don't want to be these judgmental, critical, picky, picky people who can't enjoy anything. Like, I don't want that. <laughs> I We know... That's what I'm saying. Like, there are people out there like that. We don't want that. I would almost that. just rather not pay any attention to any of this and mm-hmm. just keep cranking these songs yeah. in the house. And because there is... There's good songs that you can worship to. Yeah, but... <sighs> I think we're going, just like all of us in our walks with the Lord, we're going through a sanctification process, and this is part of our sanctification process, and our eyes are being open to things that they weren't open to in the past, and, you know, maybe a few years down the road, we'll be able to look at it in a totally different perspective. Who knows? But no matter what, our our heart and our goal and desire in life, in all that we do, all that we watch, listen to, like... We want the Lord to lead us and we want to honor the Lord in what we're doing and how we're worshiping him, how we're praising him. And it's just a process, I guess. So here's what my friend said. Can you read what you texted her? I texted her and I said, I have a random question. Start over. That was a little too high and wispy. I could barely hear what you said. I have a random question. Better. (laughs) For probably the past six-ish months, I feel like I don't ever listen to worship music unless it's being sung on Sunday at church. I used to play worship music all day throughout the house and just pause every now and then and sing and worship, but now I am so hesitant to listen to worship music because I'm so annoyed at all the frou-frou worship songs out there. Frou-frou. Frou-frou. And the people that are singing them. And I'm wondering if maybe I'm just being too snobbish about this and I can go ahead and listen to a song that maybe isn't totally theologically correct or uh, the person singing it might support something I don't support on their own time, whatever. Thoughts? Thoughts. Give us your thoughts. They said, here are my thoughts. This is a a woman without giving her name that's a little older and... uh, We trust her walk with the Lord. I go to her for advice. We respect her a lot. And encouragement. Yeah. I tend to think music is a minor issue, considering the greater issue in the church. It's like focusing on a scratch on the knee when there's a fatal wound on the head, lol. However, that being said, I get how music can be ruined for you, considering the source. Some people would disagree with me, but worship can be a very personal thing, especially for a singer like yourself. And the other thing is that not every singer is a bad apple. Many of them love the Lord, even if they're off in the weeds. In these cases, it can be a case-by-case basis depending on the songs. For me personally, I have a hard time with Beth specifically i just can't worship to their music but shane and shane or even some secular songs can be very enjoyable 
So Secular songs, my goodness. And then a little bit further down, she said, don't major on the minors. This is where I depart from the discernment mafia crowd and their overcritical assessments of how and when Christians fellowship and worship God. If it harms your conscience or is bad theology, stay away. Simple. And good news, uh, oh, (laughs) that had nothing to do with that. Um, Yeah, so. That that felt very balanced to me. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with fellowship with the Lord and conviction on our hearts. There's music that I simply don't slash can't worship to because it stumbles my faith. So, yeah, I felt like that was a good response, a balanced response of, you got to follow your convictions, and if you feel like it stumbles you in your faith, don't listen to it. It's not good for you. It's not honoring to the Lord. And so, yeah, that is just kind of where we're at. One thing, I, I, I do think there's a little distinction for me personally of you go to church. Hopefully, your church is playing songs that you can really feel confident about, feel good about, but... If we went to our church and they played a song by Bethel, I think I could still very much worship to that with the congregation and just lift up my praise to the Lord. Mm -hmm. But what is what I think we're wrestling with is what we're playing around the house. Yeah, agreed. Yep. So there we go. Morgan, I think we just kind of shared where we're at. I think right now we are leaning more on the side of playing songs that we feel more confident about. So our friend mentioned Shane and Shane. From what I know of Shane and Shane, very biblical. Mm-hmm. Oh, another thing we kind of decided was it's maybe best for us to not follow this these people that are singing these songs on social media. Like, I just don't want to see that other side of their life. <laughs> it's better for me, in my personal opinion, to just like see them as the worship leader singing the song. And but then, that's <laughs> I struggle with that though because I feel like this a very well, you know, a worship leader that it sh- it should be above reproach yeah. even on their social media. <sighs> so that's like if I'm like, oh, I can't look at their social media or I'll get turned off. Just let me worship to them. I'm like, why can't I? And if it's just little small gray area things, that's maybe more on me. But mm-hmm. if it's like because they're posting about BLM in support of BLM and in support of and just random things, like that is a big deal to me. Anyway. Hey, well, you do you, boy. But I'm just you, saying what's best for me. Fair Jeez. enough. And I don't mean to take away from that. If, if for you the strategy <laughs> is not to look at their social media and maybe it's more because just little things will kind of – yeah, again, the gray area things get to you. That's fair okay. enough. Okay. Okay. Don't you give me attitude, young lady. <laughs> All right, guys. Comment below and let us know your thoughts on this whole topic. Yeah. And any music suggestions? <laughs> let us know. Oh, yeah. What I was, the last thing I was saying was Shane and Shane, I, I appreciate that our church really, I, I think that they really focus on bringing us songs, whether they're more hymn related mm-hmm. or just songs that feel like I can trust this song. Yeah, it's like literally straight scripture. Instead of just pulling any song that might have a nice build up and have an emotional reaction. Yes. Or anything like that. So yeah, um, songs that just are more safe because they are scripture mm-hmm. primarily, all scripture, whatever is yeah. I think where we're gonna focus on. And we might still play some songs from these other movements if we feel good in our conscience. For That's sure. where we're at. But yeah, comment below. 
what are your thoughts on just this topic and also hit us with worship collectives, worship songs, worship leaders that you are really into right now and you feel like you can trust. Give this video a thumbs up if you enjoyed hearing our processing. Yeah, yeah, it was a little bit of a different video, but <laughs> hey, we're beating the ice storm. We're here. Morgan, I know we need to update the Patreon role to get the patrons that are currently oh. here for the month of February. Mm -hmm. So we'll maybe do that later today. Love you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Have hope. And be free. As, as you may have noticed, we get very few brand deals, which is why our patrons, the names you see here, are so important. You guys really are the lifeblood of this ministry. We could not do this without you all. If you believe in this content and you want to partner with us on Patreon, click the link below or just go to patreon.com slash Paul and Morgan Show.